Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Trophy Husbands podcast. Make sure you look us up on Instagram at Trophy Husbands Pod and be sure to send in your recommendations and your requests for our Trophiest Husband competition. Enjoy the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot has happened since we last recorded. Yeah. Stuff that we've already talked like, about on the podcast but has actually happened now. I don't know. Have we have we talked about the US midterm elections? Those happened? Definitely not. Oh. I don't think that's happened <laughs> yet, actually. Maybe it will it will have happened by the time this episode comes out, I think. I could be wrong. Maybe I think I'm we wrong. need to stop trying to talk about current events that haven't happened yet, but will have happened <laughs> by the time the episode comes out. <laughs> uh, daylight savings happened in between. That's true. And aren't they getting was... rid of it in the States? Isn't that gone? Really? That's what I heard. Oh, those <laughs> losers. Wrong. I love daylight savings. It's the worst. What are you talking about? What? I like waking like the past few days. I have to turn the lights on to make my coffee. I don't like that. Right. Yeah. But, that's but now it's now it's done. Now we're in the proper time. We're in the normal time. So again, if yeah. we just didn't do but, daylight savings at this time of the year, you would be waking up at. Oh. Anyways, yeah. So now that it's done, they've gotten rid of. I've never, I, I never understood daylight savings before. Yeah, no one does. It's, it's there's nothing to understand. N- now I understand. There's nothing <laughs> like light. sensible about it. <laughs> yeah, we almost got rid of it in Ontario because there was like a move a couple of years ago where like provinces kind of voted. Yeah, but it's got to be all or nothing. You can't be like those Saskatchewan weirdos who are the only ones like not doing it. <laughs> That's a bad solution. Them, it's because of agricultural reason, and, you know, their whole economy runs on them following the sun. But it was for them. It's a bad idea. Right. That's true. <laughs> it was for farmers, and farmers were like, this isn't helping. Yeah. Interesting. Well, on the note of farmers, 
we should talk about Sundays. How are those two things connected? <clears throat> I'm sure that they're connected in some way. I couldn't think of a way, and I was hoping that something farmers, would come to me, and uh, it didn't. Farmers are workers. Workers. And they don't farm on Sundays. I think that's not true. Well, they shouldn't. I'll James, fight them. Cows work on their own time. Move o'clock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those, like, it's so bad, it's good moments, you know? <laughs> I think it's I think it's beautiful. Um, so I'm gonna talk about something that has been really awesome in my life, um, and you guys have you guys re- realized how bad I am at, introdu- at introducing yeah. things? Like every time it's my turn to introduce something, it's uh-huh. just bad. I'm like, hey, I want to talk about this thing. I have noticed that. Yeah. Yep. 100%. I, uh, I listened to one of the most <laughs> ones that run the other day, and I went, geez, we need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so recently, Maria and I have... <laughs> um, recently, Maria and I, inspired by uh, this man named John Mark Homer, who I talk about a lot. Um, so he has this beautiful podcast called Practicing the Way. And I started listening to it back in June. And um, it's just like been turning my world upside down as far as discipleship and all that goes. So the little tidbit that we talked about salvation and healing that came from his podcast. um, I just think that it's so necessary. And one of the big things that he talks about is um, the importance of the Sabbath. Um, And I think that there's a lot there that we can get into. But maybe we can start by just talking about like what what do we mean by Sabbath? Because I think that that word is maybe not as common as, as it, it is now in my vocabulary to some people. Can so. we maybe start with um, addressing how we are going to not get sued by John Mark Comer by you repeatedly just stealing his episodes? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I don't think that he would sue me. He doesn't seem like a suing kind of guy. So by Sabbath, you mean the band Black Sabbath, right? Yes. That's exactly okay. what I'm talking about. Recently, Maria and I have started practicing songs by Black Sabbath. <laughs> and How's it going? Are you starting a cover band? We are. Yeah, we're starting a bar cover band. What's your band. name? Um, there's, uh, Yellow Sabbath. Yellow Sabbath. Yeah, because yellow is my favorite color. It's the color of the shirt that I'm wearing. But we're a cover band, so we still have to you know, have some have some continuity there right yeah that's important okay so i told someone that we we're going to be talking about this today in an episode about the importance of taking a sabbath and he looked at me and he said we already do that interesting can he ex- can you explain what he uh, meant by yeah that? the sabbath is for catholic sunday um where we celebrate and it's the weekend and we already do those things. I think. I think that's uh, what he's. He didn't elaborate at all, but uh, that's what I'm guessing his elaboration. Right. Was. So, <clears throat> so I would make an argument that we don't. I think that in our culture yeah. we have lost the art of the Sabbath, and and what I mean by that is, um, I think that we take days off, and maybe if you're like a particularly pious religious Catholic. You don't go shopping 
and which which is good, good for you. But I think that God's vision for Sabbath is so much more than just going to church and not shopping. Mm. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I think there's a natural rhythm to the way that we're meant to work. Like God worked for six days and on the seventh day he rested. Um, the Hebrew word Sabbath comes from the word, sh- or, sorry, Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which literally means to stop. Um, and so I think stopping shopping is good, but there's more to it than that. And I also think that there's a component to Sabbath that we're all missing out on, um, which is the, the part of Sabbath that's about delighting in what is and what is good and what we have. Um, somebody put this really well. Um, this image of God, like resting on the seventh, seventh day, um, it's kind of like if you did a bunch of yard work, you spent all afternoon, like mowing the lawn and raking the leaves and patching up siding, whatever. Um, anyway, it gets to like the sunset and you sit down on your deck with like a nice cold beer and just look at everything that you've done and just go nice. (laughs) Um, and I think that that's the feeling that Sabbath is meant to to capture it's like we work for six days we put the work in on the seventh day we stop and we what just look at everything we've done drinks. and go it is very good mm. uh Olin's. it's only found in nova scotia and it it's the best he he definitely doesn't it's only in nova scotia <laughs> god can go to god can go to nova scotia tell me why tell me why god can't go to nova scotia god's ever been in nova scotia i think that god's in nova scotia right now <laughs> You think a bit too highly of your new home. <laughs> is God only in Ottawa? <laughs> no, he's never been there either, actually. Oh, okay. Only Israel. Hmm. Oh, and Egypt. He did go to Egypt. Alright, so you said God worked for six days, raking leaves, sat down, and said, nice. That's exactly what I said, word for word, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that break is mirrored in so I mean, you've you've explained what why we have the Sabbath. I still don't know what you mean by we don't actually Sabbath. I think I think like that comes out of a place of like every well like because of now I don't know I don't know wh- when this would have started guaranteed with the rise of industries, but like companies were actually all closed, at least in North America, because it was such a, a deeply Christian society. On Sunday, all companies were closed. Nothing, nothing happened. And then in the past, say, 100, maybe more years, um, <clears throat> that process has changed because companies want to make more money, which means, oh, if the stores are open on Sunday, we'll go we'll go shopping mm-hmm. on Sunday uh, or like, Oh, I don't know. It, it just, it, it created a change in mentality where like, if you see that there's leaves on your front lawn, then it gives you like, Oh, well I have the day off. I have a free day. Um, well I can rake up the leaves cause I have a free day. And, and that's yeah. not exactly what this, <clears throat> the Sabbath isn't supposed to be a day to pick up, the things that you couldn't do on the Saturday or other days that to do all the work that you don't get paid for. Right. It's, yeah. it's main, it's like, I think it's supposed to be a place of just complete rest. And yeah, I don't know. 
I, I so here's yeah. I, I want to talk more about like what specifically I mean when I say practicing Sabbath because I think that I have a very specific image in mind. But before I do that, I want to ask you guys, what has your experience been like of like resting on Sunday? Do you currently do that? Mm. What does it look like? Right. Well, Kate and I recently have, um, we, we've like actually since James, you and I have spoken about this, I've spoken to Kate, um, about it. And like, we have, we have like started to apply that in little ways. Now, something that I want to talk about later, I'll keep that for later, but good call. it came to mind. Um, Thank you for telling us about the thing that you're going to yeah, talk about later. Um, but, but like what we started to do is. Sunday will either be a uh, a day where we have brunch with my family, uh, or we'll have dinner with her family, or we'll stay at home uh, and rest and not do anything. Maybe it means like watching TV and just being the two of us together, or we might have friends over and spend time intentionally with them. But it, it means that we're not doing, we're we're not wedding planning, we're not. We're not uh, editing podcast episodes. We're not doing any extra little thing that could count as work. And that that was a challenging, I think that was a challenging switch for us to kind of make because, well, I guess it's coming up now. Might as well talk about it now. But um, because it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that it's like, it's all or nothing. You can't. You can't say that you're upholding the Sabbath or you're honoring the Sabbath and still work because you're not, by definition, resting if you are working. And so where do you draw the line? Do you draw the line at meal prepping for the week? Because that counts as work. Do you draw the line at going grocery shopping? Because that's also work that could be done on another day if you just plan ahead. Um, so, like, it's... It's the kind of thing that I've like as as we've been trying to incorporate this into our li- incorporate this into our lives. I'm realizing that it's like it's it is kind of all or nothing. I want, I want to talk more about that specifically, like the line between what's work and what's not. But Joe, what what has your experience been like? Do you currently rest on Sunday? Uh, I do because I don't work and I don't have class, so I rest. Um, often we go to church on Saturday evenings, like half the time, because we, uh, play music. So that's really great, because then you don't have to get up for anything on a Sunday. Today we did almost nothing until, until now, and, uh, we're going to hell though, because we stopped to buy some taco shells on a walk, uh, which is tragic, but gotta eat tacos so that's just that's just the way the taco shell crumbles because i I don't i prefer hard shell that's just me which is a weirdly like (laughs) hot take i've learned but whatever i i I think that i think it's a correct thank you anyways um yeah i mean we rest because that is naturally built into our like work and school schedules it's yeah right Right. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk about our experience of Sabbath and what I mean when I when I talk about practicing Sabbath. But I want to preface it by saying like this is not this is not like a catechetical biblical thing. It's just to me this is the wisdom of somebody else. 
that I've applied in my life and I'm doing it because it's wise and it works. <laughs> um, I think that like there is a, there is like a, a Catholic, like in scripture, like on the Sabbath, do no work, rest, go to mass. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff is asked for by the church, but they don't like, I think that intentionally they don't overcomplicate it because in Jesus's day, um, mm. the Sabbath was overcomplicated. Like there were rules around like how far you could walk from your house mm. on Sunday. Like I think I had like, yeah, like hundreds of laws around the Sabbath. And um, the main scripture that I'm looking at here is when Jesus says, um, the Sabbath was made for man, not man, not man for the Sabbath. Mm. So um, John Comer makes this great point. Um, he says, looking at that scripture verse in Jesus's day, what they really needed to hear was um, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That's what they needed to hear. They, need, they needed to hear that the man was not made for a Sabbath. His argument is that in today's day and era, um, what we need to hear is the Sabbath was made for man. Um, mm. Because we live in such a crazy, busy, rushed, hurried existence. Like, um, I love, I love this. One of the, one of the other things he says is, is he's like, if you go through the 10 commandments, like even in our like post-Christian secular world, nobody's at there like bragging about how many times they cheated on their wife last week. Um, but the thing that everybody will brag about is how busy they are. Um, it's, it's so common to just like, how are you doing? Good, busy, really busy. I'm so tired. I haven't slept in four weeks. Um, it's it's like a thing on our on our team because we're all like the, at Holy Cross Chaplaincy. We've all been really into this like Sabbath anti hurry kind of spirituality. It's become a thing now where um, we tell each other like saying you're busy is not cool. Like if you're showing me your calendar and being like, look how busy I am, that's lame. Like what we want to hear is like, oh, I'm just living at a really good pace. My life is like just so chill. I feel like I have the time to do everything that I need to do. I'm totally not in a hurry. Like that's, we want that to become the new standard on our team and, and it's working. Mm. Um, but yeah, so all that to say, I, th- I think what I'm about to say about Sabbath, I think is the wisdom of somebody else um, that has proved to be true in my life. And so I don't think that if you don't do it this way, you're doing it wrong. I just think, why would you not do it this way? Cause you're it's awesome. wrong. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> We'll save that for the for the episode about mundane debates. <laughs> um, so currently, what we do is we try to take really seriously this this call to like rest. Um, so this call to stop. We try not to go to the store, do any extra labor, um, all of that. We try to do all of that, and I think that that's good. I think that most Catholics understand that and have a have a grasp on it. The part of it that was new that I thought was really life changing was it was like. If once a week I had a holiday, like once a week I could just have like the best day of the week, what would happen on that day? Um, and so <clears throat> what we've what we've taken to is on our Sabbath, it's just like everything that would make it the best day ever, we do those things. So Marie and I love to go for hikes. So we go for a hike. We love to um, eat with her family and with our friends. So we go over and we have brunch. Um, we love to watch James Bond movies recently. That's been, that's been the thing. So we've been watching James Bond movies. What's like, your favorite we're one? Just, I really liked No Time to Die. I really liked No Time to Die. That's it was pretty good. good. Casino Royale probably would be the next one. And maybe Skyfall. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Go on, so, miss them all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so the big thing for us has been like, if we could have the best day ever every week, what would we do? Um, and that has been the thing that's make that's made Sabbath like life changing, transformational. Um, the other thing we've started doing is we've started practicing Sabbath in community. Um, so we actually have a few friends that that do it with us, and um, we don't spend the day together per se. We see them because they come to church with us, they come to brunch with us. But um, at the end of the day, we only we've only just done this once. Once we're going to do it again tonight. Um, but they come over, we pray the liturgy of the hours, and we just like offer up things that we were grateful for. Um, and then they go home um, just to kind of like close the Sabbath off with a ritual. Um, and nothing has been, I shouldn't say nothing, but recently <laughs> implementing Sabbath has been the most spiritually impactful thing that I have done because it leaves no room in my life for me to pity myself. <laughs> um, because no matter how bad the week is, no matter how crazy things are at work, I know that I'm never more than six days away from a feast and a good night's sleep um those are not my words those are more more from john mark comer <laughs> um but it's true like i i've just found like it puts everything in my life into perspective and i can just go like okay when it comes to sabbath like i can rest i can have a great day i don't have to think about work and it's just going to be phenomenal mm. so that's my take on sabbath what do you think i don't like having good days um <laughs> They make the bad days seem a lot more difficult and hard to handle. I prefer seven mediocre days with really nothing to break that up. <laughs> am I am I crazy? Is that just me? Um, I, 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 I know you said uh, this is the best day of the week. It's hard to be like, stop having the best day of your week on purpose every Sunday. <laughs> Right. I, I think there's there's a beautiful scene in Chosen Season 2 where the, the disciples are, are, like, walking with Jesus. And I forget which one, but one of them just, like, picks, uh, like, wheat, uh, like a grain of wheat off of, like, the actual plant and eats it. Fun fact, that original scene is in the Bible. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true, that's true. It happens in the Bible. But I mean, being able to visually see it in, in this TV show and, like, the disciples just go, like, they're like, how, how dare you feed yourself when you're hungry on the Sabbath? And then Jesus is just like, chill. Like, everyone, just go ahead, feed yourselves. The Sabbath, like, he also, like, Jesus came and... And the meaning of the Sabbath through through Jesus changed because, like, he became, um, he was the new covenant. So there was a new law that was formed, which means that, oh, Christians are able to eat pork and lobster and all of these other niche things that we weren't able to eat before through Judaism. Now the new law has come and we're allowed to to do these things and and the, i think the meaning of the sabbath has changed and i think that's worth mentioning um it has changed since yeah. the old testament i think part of it is is what you talked about where it's like sabbath was created for man but now uh wait what did, wait shoot what man was not created for the sabbath yes man <laughs> wait no no in the old testament their outlook was <laughs> Man is created for the Sabbath. 
Yes, that was their yeah, outlook. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now it's, okay, man is not created for Sabbath. Um, but I think also what's worth mentioning is at the heart of Sabbath, of the Sabbath is worship. Yeah. There's a reason why we go to Mass on, on Sunday, on like the Sabbath. There's a reason, like, or, like, sa- the, the reason why it's, like, Saturday night and that counts is because the sun has set on Saturday, so that day is done, and so you go to Mass on Saturday. But, like, there's a reason why Mass on the Sabbath, that's just a normal thing for us. It's because that has been incorporated, and it's, I think it's supposed to be a day of worship. Now, worship takes different forms, and enjoying god's creation and enjoying god's uh beauty his truth his goodness through the things that we experience in life like james bond movies or or (laughs) whatever whatever uh floats your boat or floats your goat as i like to say um whatever does that like i think you can turn that into worship and then it is a way to properly honor the sabbath i don't know that's my is my two cents well i think um so i'm, I'm going to talk about something that was that's very uncharacteristic of me because i'm not i'm not like this um <laughs> but um one of the things that they talk about on net is the uh, like the four voices of god and, and like the ways that god speaks to you so like some people experience god through beauty some people got experience god through truth some people experience god through goodness some people experience god through oneness that one is harder to understand but um, I am not a person who generally experiences God through beauty. Um, mm. More, more so like goodness and truth. Um, so like, I have friends that are like that that really experience God through beauty, and they're like, oh my gosh! Like, as soon as I saw that sunset, I was just like overtaken by God's love and whatever. I'm just like, wow, the sunset was cool, but it, it doesn't it doesn't like move me. Maybe I'm maybe I have something wrong with me, but. Um, <laughs> Last Sunday on our Sabbath, I took a I took a walk, and um, one of the things that is recommended uh, is to like take the day to just delight, like not worry about all the things that you need and want, but just to actually just be happy with what you have and and like be grateful for that. And then you worry about all that other stuff later. It's not that you don't think about the stuff that you need or the stuff that you want, but for a day, you just appreciate what you do have. Um, so I, I went for a walk. We live like two minutes away from this gorgeous trail. Um, so I went, I started going for a walk down this trail and, um, I was just like, I'm just going to look at things and appreciate them, <laughs> which I don't do. Usually if I go for a walk, it's because I'm like deep in thought. <laughs> um, but I'm going for this walk and I, this very specific moment, I remember looking up at a leaf <laughs> and just like noticing it in a very particular way. Like, wow, this leaf is like six different colors and the light is shining through it in a really interesting way. And I looked at this leaf for like two minutes which again is just like not this is not something that I do and was just like moved by the glory of God through this leaf mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and my whole walk like, was like that it was like an hour of just stopping and looking at like this squirrel and that brook or whatever like it was just like it was just a, a day or an hour of like wow I just really appreciate that um, and that was transformative like I feel like I came home just like in awe of God mm-hmm. um, which I think to your point, Sam, like that, that can be worship as well. Like just appreciating the goodness of God in the here and now. I have a, I have a hypothetical to throw at you. I'm going to slightly embellish my current life, but, um, I 
I'm a university student, full-time studies. I work many, many hours to pay rent, groceries, um, living on my own, self-sustaining. I have a tremendous workload. I find that if I write off one day of the week to not deal with any of that, I am overwhelmed the other six and would function much better. I could do one-seventh of all my responsibilities every single day and have a fraction of the time in that day to set aside for rest, for worship, for all of those things. What would you say to that situation? I think there's a difference between, like, mandatory work, so stuff that needs to get done, and and stuff that we kind of push off until we need to do it. So, like, if there's stuff that you can do beforehand and not keep it for for the sabbath like i think that would be the better option and like you you can plan to be like okay like i will have to work this sunday because i have an assignment due on monday and i have a thousand other things to do and if that's the case then that's like god's not gonna strike you down because you well i mean i can't (laughs) speak for god but if i was a just and loving and kind God, like I know that our God is, like I wouldn't strike people down because they need to do like do mm-hmm. their studies, do their work and it ends up being on the Sunday. Like mm-hmm. if, if what you, like like you said, like if you take time of the day, if you take a fraction of the day and you just say like, God I'm incredibly busy but I'm giving you this hour of my life right now in, amidst this chaos. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you just, like, do that, then I feel like, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Now, maybe morality aside, if you want to talk best practices, mm. um, would you have suggestions? Would you have advice? And yeah, I, I, have, I have some thoughts. Um, <laughs> so one of the best pieces of advice that I heard around Sabbath was to prepare. Um just like you would for a holiday. So if you have a holiday coming up, what do you do? You go out and you buy everything that you need for your meals and you like do what you can to make sure that it's all prepped ahead of time. Unless you're like me, I love to cook. So I actually leave it to Sunday. And this is the short sidebar. I think that rest is anything that gives you life and it could be work for someone else. I love to cook. I know that other people don't and it would be work for them. But anyway, back to the back to the main point. Um, so preparing everything ahead of time making sure that your house is clean all the stuff that could stress you out you take care of it beforehand i think that that's really helpful um so that when you get to sabbath you can just take the day to enjoy um i know that that's not always realistic and what i would say is start with what you have um so if you can only do four hours on a sunday evening that's better than nothing you know and maybe it's like i i I'm coming to this understanding more and more. Like the spiritual life is practice, not like I hear something and then I change. Um, And so if you're just not in a place where you are ready to like embrace 24 hours of like rest and delight, turning off your phone, doing nothing, all that kind of stuff, start with four hours and practice and get, you know, get to a point in your life where you can. The other thing I want to say is um, I think that there's another side to Sabbath and the other side to Sabbath is, um, 
like the Ten Commandments are shared twice. There's the Ten Commandments in Exodus and the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy. The dip, the biggest difference between the two is that in Exodus, God says Sabbath because the Lord rested on the seventh day. Mm-hmm. In Deuteronomy, he says, practice the Sabbath because in Egypt you are mm-hmm. slaves and you are no longer slaves. And I, I think that we live in some kind of modern day Egypt in a sense. Like um, our world is not just and fair. And we live with a fantastic quality of life that we don't think about it. But the reason why we have such a fantastic quality of life is because other people suffer in our society to make it possible. Um, whether that's, you know, unethical work conditions in, you know, in other countries or even just like the, Twitter like, censorship. the difference. But <laughs> what? Twitter censorship. Twitter censorship. Twitter censorship. Yeah. Twitter censorship. Um, <laughs> but also just like sometimes like the minimum wage is not enough to live off of, right? Like there's all kinds of studies about that, right? And so there's all kinds of injustice in our world. Um, And in some senses, like Sabbath is a chance for us to like remember that we are not slaves um, and that like we can take a day off because the Lord has control um, because he has given us freedom. And I recognize that that's not always the reality for people. And, And so I think that the other side of Sabbath is in the other six days, like those of us who have the time and space and capability in our lives to take that day um we need to think about like how can we take care for the of the people in our community mm-hmm. who can't you know like the the university student that you mentioned like um if that you know if there's somebody like that in your community and you have a little bit extra like what can you do to maybe make it possible for this university student to like practice sabbath and mm-hmm. still pay rent you know like and, and that, like, maybe that's, like, a big ask of people. But I think that that's very practical and very biblical. Like, if there was somebody in my community that, like, wanted to practice Sabbath and couldn't afford to, like, I would be down to be, like, I'll donate a little bit. I can't give you, I can't pay you a day's wages, but I'll donate a little bit so that you can take that Sunday off and you don't have to work. And if everybody in the community was able to come around and support those people, I think that something really cool would happen. I know that practically that's not enough like we need we need to have more conversations around how to do that and how to provide for the people who don't who can't you know who are like who are still like slaves to egypt quote quotation marks um but i think that there should be a a conversation had around that yeah and for most people who probably don't find themselves in that situation you're like i could never not work on sunday because i don't think that's most people but it's like I think it's a good exercise in trust and it's like I think we're we're scared of a lot of things that aren't as scary as we think they are you know like for most of us if you really put the effort in to free up one day you're not gonna die it's like if you've ever yeah. gone like cliff diving or something you stand on the top you look down and you're like okay that's gonna kill me seven of my friends just did it but when I jump I'm gonna die it's like, that's not true. You just need to step out one time and you'll be like, oh, no, I can survive this. And, you know, so like making the leap of like, oh, I'm going to trust that I I can prepare. I can set aside time and that God provides for me because yeah. very often when you choose to take stuff like that, he does. And like, if he doesn't, great, don't book off Sundays again. <laughs> if you get evicted <laughs> next week, <laughs> don't book Sunday <laughs> off again. But if you get if you get evicted for taking Sunday off, maybe you need to find a new landlord anyway. It's possible. <laughs> I think I think also like like God rewards 
faithfulness too. Yeah. Sometimes. It, it, like <laughs> other times your name is Job and he like kills your whole family maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I guess the devil did that and God let him, but like yeah. splitting splitting hairs a little bit. <laughs> but like I think like if you take like if you're busy and all you can afford is taking an hour, it's like the 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 gospel reading where like the woman rings like a penny and that's all she can give and then this guy looks at her scoffs as he hands like a a bag full of coins but like that what jesus talks about in that moment is that that woman's sacrifice is greater than his because she gave all that she could now if if all you can give on sunday is an hour to go to mass then like god recognizes that like he recognizes your faithfulness in that moment but I would argue that if all you can give is an hour out of a week to Sabbath, I, like, I would really want to talk to you and know your life to know right. why all you have is an hour. Because I think that would be, like, st- like I think most people can give a day. Yes. I really do. Yes. I, th- like, I, I have a hard time believing that all people have to give is an hour. Now, I also know that throughout my university studies... I was an avid procrastinator to the point where like, I like, I knew how to work on assignments under the pressure of, oh shoot, this is coming up. I got to write this fast. And I got so used to that, that I didn't actually know how to write not under that pressure, even though it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's literally the same thing. I'm writing the same topic. And so, like, I would often just be like, "Oh, I have three weeks to write an essay. I don't even need. I don't even need two of those weeks. So I'll keep it to the last week." And then all of a sudden, all my time is booked because I have three essays to write in a week, um, which has happened an embarrassing amount of times. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like there are circumstances where like midterms will come up and you're crazy busy. But, like, that shouldn't be every single week. Now, I think I think there should be... No, we're, we're not the... We're not the kind of judges about what's acceptable. I am. Like... <laughs> so Joe, Every time we say we're not an expert on something, Joe has to make sure that people know he is an expert. <laughs> so Joe, Joe's the resident expert on how much you how much time you actually have on your hands. Um, now, I don't know, personally, like, if, if one I do. week out of... <laughs> if one week out of four, you're incredibly busy, I, I'd believe that. But I don't know if you can... Like, I think I do also agree with the fact that, like, you can just organize yourself and set yourself up. It's true. Some... Sometimes you don't have the time. Sometimes you might just need to prepare a bit more, be a bit more organized. And uh, you know what you are. I know what you are. No one else really knows. It's between (laughs) you, me, and God. (laughs) (laughs) So, James, what are your most cutthroat... um, recommendations on how to uphold the sabbath i think all my recommendations for sabbath are like be gentle to yourself (laughs) you can practice (laughs) um 
my my nice warm and fuzzy sabbath recommendations <laughs> um yeah the biggest one i would say is prepare um make a list um another thing that i think could be helpful is like i know for me i um one of the things that i struggle with is but it, but is really important is to not think about not even think about work on the sabbath like there's studies that show like even thinking about work can put you in the same like neurological space as if you were actually there in person you just ruined my sunday <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> you made everyone listening to this podcast i'm right back in the office <laughs> on the sabbath when we release these <laughs> i can't believe you've done this <laughs> um but yeah i've done like if i have ideas i just write them down so that i can talk about them i think about them another time um so yeah prepare get all the stuff off of your mind all of the things that could stress you out try and do them ahead of time um, another thing that I really recommend is um, like ritualize it a little bit. So do something at the beginning of your Sabbath uh, to like make it feel like you're starting like some kind of prayer or something and then do something at the end. Feel free to steal my pray the liturgy of the hours and offer up things that you're grateful for with your community. I think that that's awesome. My other thing is do it in community. Doing it on your own kind of sucks. But, like it doesn't suck. It's still fantastic. But doing it with other people just like takes it up a notch, even if you're not there physically with them. To know that like, hey, I'm doing Sabbath and so are Emily Rose and Ken and Laura and Margaret. I've shouted you all out for practicing Sabbath with me. Um, but like today, they're all doing Sabbath at the same time and we're going to gather together and we're going to pray together. Um, you anyway, fool. so You've just given me their names and where they'll be tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sam flies from Ottawa so he can pray Liturgy of the Hours with us. Um, Bonus recommendation that I have not met, not yet mastered, but I want to get better at is to not use my phone mm. at all. Um, I suck at it, but I think that it would be great. What about be real? Huh? You have to uh, be real. Are you saying that because you uh, saw me James. taking a be real while we were recording? You take a be real. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, <no. laughs> uh, all right. Well, I, gotta, I think yeah. we're. Uh, this is a good place to <laughs> move on to our sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can get us started. So, on Tuesday, I went over for a birthday dinner at the Keenans, and um, who's that? We talked. Uh, the Keenans is the Kate's family. Um, oh, but uh, okay. who's Kate? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we talked about the Canadian Constitution, which uh, a lot, which came into effect in in 1982, and I wanted to share a conversation as my historical fact that we had. So basically. Canada only got their constitution in 1982, which means that for like the first hundred and like 15 years of our country, we didn't actually have a constitution. We were governed by like British Parliament across the sea. And like if we wanted to pass a law, we had to pass it to them and they'd be like, uh, yeah, sure, they can do that. Basically, the first amendment, not amendment, but the first clause that was passed, um, uh, in the Constitution was uh, the notwithstanding clause, which is funny because, as someone pointed out at the dinner, um, basically Canada got its got its right to govern itself uh, only to set up a law to take away its rights from its citizens. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm talking about it because it came in. It's relevant with the strike that's happening in Ontario, which is... It yeah, is interesting. Yeah, it's... Uh, boy. All right, anyways. 
Okay. Um, my article is from The Atlantic, um, as always. <laughs> uh, it's called The Simple Secret of French Baking. Um, I love that the name of the author is Alexandra Crapanzano. I think that that's funny. Anyway, um, I'm a six-year-old. Um, <laughs> the article is really interesting. It just talks about how like a lot of people in France know how to bake because when they're kids, they learn the classics and they get so good at them that when they bake in the future, it, they don't even think about it. Like they can just make a cake and carry a conversation because they just know what they're doing. And so the point of the article is that um, we should all learn the classics and then be able to make them without thinking about it and improvise on them. So, uh, Are make you sure a cake. Are advocating for child labor? <laughs> like bakery specific? I'm you not saying put them back in the mines, but somewhere pleasant like a bakery. Do you know? French labor laws are all over the place. So you know, you know the Atlantic was recently changed from all sides media from a left lean to a just pure left. Really? I'm not surprised. They really yeah. do be going after right wings aggressively and still talk so much about COVID when literally no one else is. So I get it. Yeah. But then the rest I'm of their coverage surprised. is so interesting. Anyway, I love the Atlantic. It's true. It's, it's the random stuff. I mean, this is like a sneak preview for next week, but honestly, it's the little random ones that are often the most interesting i agree sometimes they do like the big deep dives and like those are cool too but they drive to survive and it was really fascinating and i wasn't even watching the show at that point anyways so for me um what do i pick i'm timing you joe okay great um the baby driver soundtrack that's what we're going oh. the commodores yes. easy like sunday morning there you go james um yes. that's our tie-in it's great. Put it on in the car. That's the best place for it. But also, it's just it's just good all the time. Loads of bangers. It's like the... It's the David to Guardians of the Galaxy's Goliath of cool soundtracks. It's not, the, it's not as catchy. It's not as, like... Uh, you know? Guardians have, like, the pop hits, and then Baby Driver goes, like, the deep cut route. And it's is it better i don't know but it's got easy by the commodores so that's what we're going with this week it's a great one you know what i think that um the first time i saw that movie was in theaters with you joe dunham and your brother sam i think so yeah was a... yeah with yeah. joe yeah my brother yeah that was fun yeah that was a good time great movie yeah. oh very good all right uh do we have a trophiest husband submission I don't think so. Because our fans aren't loyal. <laughs> Fake ass friends. Friends. I, I mixed up I mixed up friends and fans. Because uh. most of our fans are our friends. But, uh, yeah. Bunch of fake ass people. Yes. <laughs> My friends, we need we need more from you. We need you to step it up. If it's if true. we're gonna launch this Patreon, yeah. we need to know that you're gonna come through. <laughs> You know what, guys? There is no trophy's husband this week. You did this. You. Yeah. Listening right yeah. now. Yeah. Maybe you sent one in a year ago. Not enough. Well, it's about damn time you send another one. Send yeah. another one. Otherwise, every week, you're just going to hear us blaming you for there not being an end to this yeah. segment. <laughs> well, our episodes will just go on and on and on, and they'll never end, and it'll be your fault. The trophiest husband of this week is everyone but you. How does that feel? <laughs> Probably not very good. 
slide right back on the trophy mantle and uh, see you next week. Trophy Husbands is hosted and executive produced by Samuel Wynn, James Pereira, and Joseph Dunham. Sound and editing is done by Samuel Wynn. Theme song provided by Jake Duval found on Instagram at the groovy smoothie all characters and events depicted in this work are fictitious any similarity to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental